Meadows, and I, I do want to ask you about some of the great shows you were on. And uh, let's start with uh, I've Got a Secret. That, that's such a, a long-running show. How did you get that particular, uh, well, particular job? Well, that's, that's interesting. You see, that was Bill Dozier. Uh, I had come from Hollywood, uh, never loving making movies, and uh, television hadn't made it out in California yet. A few people have sets. I didn't. And uh, John Payne, who lived next door, invited me over, he and Gloria DeHaven, his wife, for uh, New Year's to um, see the Rose Bowl. And all we got was a test pattern all day long. And I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm going back to Broadway. And I went back to New York. And... Uh, my sister and I, she had always lived with me, and we decided that we would, uh, you know, go back. To, it actually was my apartment, and I said, I'm going back to Broadway. And she said, okay, let's celebrate. And we went to some restaurant that night, and Bill Dozier saw me. And he said, what are you doing in New York? I said, I'm going back to Broadway. He said, no, you're not. You're going into television. And he said, I want you to go tomorrow to this place and uh, you'll have to do uh, like an audition. Mm -hmm. That's all he explained to me. And I went over to CBS with my dog and my mother, and I hadn't a clue what it was all about. And I saw every actor and actress in New York all seated up in the stands, and two men at a desk, one of whom was Mark Goodson and the other Bill Dodman, but I didn't know who they were. And they saw me, and they said, uh, the, uh, Mark called out, you, with the red hair, you uh, uh, in the door, come in, sit, sit down on the panel. And I thought, what does that mean? And I thought I was auditioning for a show. It was a game. And down I sat, and we started. And when I was through, Mark Goetz had let everybody in the room leave. And he said to me, um, Miss Meadows, it's obvious that you're a great game player. Well, the only reason why I was was because we had nothing to do in China but play games. Play games. <laughs> you see, there was nothing. We had no friends other than the Chinese children, and we would play games with them. And so they said to me, you have a very saucy personality. I'm still trying to figure out what they, how they got that idea. And we think it's very commercial, and we would like to give you three shows, but be at the theater in a uh, cocktail dress uh, tomorrow at 9 o'clock. And I tell you, Audrey had said to me, when you're through with the audition, come meet me and, you know, gang of friends over at the uh, restaurant. And I said, oh, no, Audrey, I'll be too nervous. Well, the next day, not knowing what the devil I was doing, I went to the theater, played the game, and when I was through, Bill Todman and Mark said to me, we'd like to sign you for seven years. Wow. Seven years. And I thought, oh, I've got to go to Audrey at the restaurant and tell her we'll at least be eating for the next seven years. <laughs> and I went, and it was, you know, couples around the table, and one empty chair. I, well, there were two empty chairs, but after I sat down, there was one empty chair. And I told them all what I had auditioned for. Now, it was a brand-new show. It had only been on two weeks. I went on the third week. The only person on the panel was Bill Cullen, and Gary Moore was the 
uh, you know, the star, mm-hmm. uh, MC, and the other two people, one was the brilliant writer who wrote Gentleman's Agreement, elderly woman, and then um, an English character actor, I can't remember his name. Well, I had been there maybe five minutes when I saw a man walk into the room, and this, I'm not lying, Doug, I took one look at him, and I thought to myself, if he's not married, he's going to be someday into me. (laughs) It was Steve Allen, whom I had seen on television. I knew his name. I didn't know if he was married. I didn't know how old he was. I didn't know anything. I just, it was the weirdest thing. And when I told my mother, she said the exact same thing happened when she went to church one Sunday. And my father stepped into the pulpit to preach his sermon. She thought, oh, I hope he's not married. I want to marry him. <laughs> well, I knew you had met on that show, but I didn't know the story behind it. So. Well, it's a true story. And we uh, then, he was very shy, you know. Most yeah. people don't know that. No, I would heard that. He came in, and he was joining Audrey's table. I didn't know that. So he sat in the empty chair, which was right next to me, and he knew everybody at the table, and he talked to everybody at the table and never said a word to me. And when dinner was over, he went over to Audrey and he said, let's go to Longchamp's for dessert and bring your sister. So he was the successful one in the group. He had a car, (laughs) and it was summertime, and it was a car that you can put the top down. But it was a four-door car, so everybody piled into the car. Now, by this time, I'm trying to figure out, well, he must, he didn't speak to me, but why did he say, bring your sister? And on the sidewalk, he was telling everybody where to sit, and he said to me, you sit up front with me. That was the second clue. And I thought, wait a minute, bring your sister, you sit up front with me. Ah, and I right away thought how to keep the evening going so that I would get to talk to him, you see. And I knew that that one of the girls in the back seat lived in Brooklyn. And I said, where do you live, dear? And, of course, she answered what I wanted. And I said to Steve, oh, it's such a lovely evening. Could we drive her home to Brooklyn? Because we were driving along the highway all along the water. And it was summer, and summer to me is the best time to be in New York City. Sure. Everybody's left town, and it's just heaven. Well, we were not separated after that night for two years before we were married. Wow. We were together constantly, constantly. But we had certain things to work out because he he was divorced, and he had three little boys, and... uh, so we, there was a game that we played that um, we, I'm sure he knew, I certainly knew, he would, we would go walking up and down, you know, Madison or Fifth, looking in windows, and he would say, oh, don't you love that couch? Wouldn't that be nice in our living room when we're married? We never, it was, it was a, I think it would be great in a movie if you saw a couple. You know exactly what they are afraid to do to get married, you see. Sure. And uh, we, uh, I introduced him to psychiatry, 
and he was a had been a devout uh, Roman Catholic, Catholic teaching right. for the nuns. He taught the little Mexican children the catechism for the nuns. And so here, he, he had never, ever thought of going to a psychiatrist. But I thought it was a good idea, and that here he felt madly, fell madly in love with psychiatry. Couldn't wait to go to his next appointment. <laughs> because it was, you know, something new and different and intellectual, and, and helped him. Thank you, Jane. Bye-bye. Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.